Hey everybody, it's Matt. Welcome or welcome back to the Journey Church Podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you automatically get our weekly episodes. And you might want to subscribe to our Journey Callaway YouTube channel as well. You'll find messages, music, interviews, inspiring stories, and more for you right there. Now, I hope this episode helps you take your next step in following Jesus. So what would you say is your number one obstacle to getting what you really want? Maybe that you haven't got the opportunity that you hoped you'd get. Uh, the break just hasn't come. Maybe you don't have enough money. You had not had enough support from people. Maybe it's somebody who keeps getting in your way and won't give you the chance. Maybe you're sitting next to them right now, but don't tell them that. I've got some what I would call painful news for you and for me. We tend to make a list of all the obstacles that are getting in our way, keeping us from what we really want, when the reality is this. Your number one obstacle is the same as mine. It is not a what. It's actually a who. And this is where it gets painful. It's a person that when you wake up every single morning, well, it's a who that's staring back in the mirror at you. Your number one obstacle to getting what you really want is you. Same for me. Don't think that's true? Well, hang with me for just a minute. This is episode four of how to get what you really want. And today as we wrap this up, we're going to talk about something that I think may be at the root of the problem most of us have. The thing that gets in the way to keep us from getting what we want. But first, let me remind you of where we've been. All of us know what we want. That's easy, that's simple to figure out. I know what I want right now, you know what you want right now. If you are a parent, you want your kids to stay in school this entire semester. You want that bad, don't you? We all want COVID to disappear. We wanna be able to move on. We wanna make more money. We wanna get a promotion. We wanna meet him, date her. We've got a list of things we want now. But there's a big difference between what I want now and what I really want. What I want now is immediate, but what I really want, well, that's the ultimate. That's the long term. That's what I want to be known for eventually. What I want now, well, that's just natural. We chase that all the time. But what I want most, what I really want, well, that's valuable. Those are the things that I actually value most in life. And unfortunately, there is often a conflict, almost always a conflict, between what I want now and what I really want, which is why you and I have to learn to be intentional about pursuing what we really want. So throughout this series, we have talked about why it matters to know what you value, why it matters to figure out what you really want. Then we've talked about how to figure out what those things are that you value, and then how to change the way you and I think so that we can align our behaviors and our actions with our values more often. But today, I want to talk about the one threat we haven't addressed yet, and it's the fact that you and I tend to be our own worst enemy. And we're our own worst enemy because, well, this is true for all of us. I want my own way. I always do, don't you? I want my own way. The problem is people who insist on always getting their own way end up getting in their own way. Now, you already know this. You've been around kids who always got their own way or seem to always get their own way. And what happens when they become teenagers and adults? They get in their own way. It creates problems for themselves. They always chase and try to get what they want now, but it costs them a lot later on, doesn't it? Now, there's a deeper desire underneath this that I think we need to mention and address and just acknowledge that's there. I want to get my own way because I want to do what I want to do. But again, people who always do what they want to do end up where they don't want to be. People who always do what they want to do end up not getting to do everything that they want to do. As a matter of fact, there is a name and there is a place for people who always do what they want to do. You know what it is. It's called prison. That's what it's called. 
Prison doesn't change the desire of someone to want to do whatever they want to do, but it restricts and limits their capacity and ability to do it. And all of us have been there, maybe not literally, but we've been there metaphorically. All of us have been in prisons that we self-created because we kept doing what we wanted to do and we kept chasing and insisting on our own way. We kept pursuing pleasure, perpetual pleasure. I just want more pleasure. I want more pleasure, you know, with the opportunities. We chase pleasure through travel. We chase, uh, chase pleasure through sex. We chase pleasure through alcohol or drugs. We chase pleasure through relationships. We chase pleasure through family. We just chase perpetual pleasure. And the problem is when you're chasing perpetual pleasure, by doing whatever you want to do, eventually you get to the point where the thing that you think will bring you pleasure doesn't bring you pleasure anymore. It just controls you. We've got some stories, don't we? And so people who always try to get their own way end up getting in their own way, and people who always do what they want to do end up in a place they actually don't want to be. But there is in you and there is in me this desire, isn't there? So if you and I want to end up getting what we really want, what we really value, if we want to get to the end of our lives or the end of a season of our lives, or if ultimately we want to stand before God one day and be known for the things and experience the things that we value and want most, well, we've got to figure out how to overcome the biggest threat we have to that, these desires that battle within us. We've got to figure out how to overcome the person who stares at us in the mirror every single morning. Now, James who was the brother of Jesus. He became a follower of Jesus after the resurrection. He ended up leading the first church there in Jerusalem. And at one point, after persecution and Christians had scattered all over the known world at that time, James wrote a letter to Jewish Christians who had scattered throughout the world. And this letter was copied and circulated to all of these different Jesus followers. And in this letter, he addresses this tension. He gives us some great advice on how to overcome our desires and how to overcome our insistence on getting our own way. He gives us some great advice on how not to self-sabotage. But he begins by asking a different question than we have been asking. Instead of asking, well, what do you really want and how do you get there? James asked it this way. Here's what he said. What causes fights and quarrels among you? To which the answer is obvious, isn't it? They. That's all you got to say. They. Well, they did this, and they didn't do this, and they said this, and they wouldn't, and they didn't cooperate. I mean, our answer to this anytime somebody asks us is always a they. But James goes, nope, we got to clear this up because I think you're thinking wrong about it. It's not a they. He actually presents something a little more painful. He says this, don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So in other words, James' point is all the fights, all the quarrels, all the tension you have in your life, all the conflict... Well, it's simple. It all happens because you don't get your way. I don't get my way. Every relational conflict we have, it happens because I'm not getting what I want right now. We're not talking about what we really want. But James would say, you're not getting what you want now because you don't get what you want now. Because you can't insist on your way and get your way. Well, it creates all the conflict in your life. Conflict with peers, conflict with employers, employees, conflict with spouses, with Uh, significant others, conflict with kids and parents, you name it. You can sum it all up in one simple phrase. I'm not getting my way. As a matter of fact, next time you're in a pretty heated argument, here's something you can do. Just you'll get a kick out of the reaction of the other person. When you're right in the middle of that argument, just pause and look at them and point your finger. You know how you do that sometimes? You you point your finger and you get it shaking good. Just point your finger and shake it real good and say, you know what the problem is here? 
And then before they can answer, say, I'm not getting my way and just shut up. They will be so stunned they may forfeit the entire argument. You might win just off of that. Because nobody admits this, do they? But this is why we all fight and have conflict. To which some of you are going, yeah, but my way is the right way. And what I want, what's a good thing, maybe so. But it doesn't change the fact that whenever there's conflict, whenever there's tension, it's simply because I'm not getting what I want right now. James unpacks this a little bit more for us. He goes on and he says, you desire... There's something you want now, you desire, but you do not have, and so you kill. Now, obviously, he's not talking literally, but we've all seen this happen. Have you ever watched somebody who wanted something in their marriage so bad? They wanted their marriage to death. You ever found somebody who just wanted something just killed the relationship? You ever found somebody who, who wanted an opportunity, who wanted a promotion, who wanted a, a relationship, a friendship, who wanted an, uh, a change, who wanted something so bad, it just killed their ability to even experience it. We've all seen that, haven't we? They put so much pressure to make that happen. They put so much pressure to get what they wanted that it cost them getting what they wanted. If they hadn't put the pressure on, if they'd have backed up, if they'd have given some space, well, they'd have probably ended up with what they wanted, but they wanted it to death. This is all James is talking about, that our desires can get so out of control that we actually kill our ability to experience the very thing that we most want. He goes on. He says, you covet, but you cannot get what you want. So you quarrel and fight. This was his conclusion. I mean, this was his summary of what happens to all of us in the human race. To covet just means to hotly pursue. He's going, some of you, you get so focused on what you want now. I want this. I want success. I want money. I want that relationship. I want them to agree with me. I want, I want, I want. You get so focused on wanting your own way and you pursue that so hotly that it ends up costing you everything. You miss out on what you want most because you're so short-sighted. You miss out on what's most valuable because you're so focused on grabbing what's natural, what's immediate, what you want right in front of you. And then... As if this wasn't hard enough, James twists the knife a little bit more for us because he says there's something deeper going on here that maybe you don't even realize and haven't understood yet. So here's what he says next. He says, you don't have, you don't have what you want because you do not ask God. To which some of you would say, well, of course I haven't asked God because I know exactly what God's going to say. God doesn't want me to have what I want and I know he doesn't, but I don't care I want anyway. Okay, there's that. Then there are others of you who would say, whoa, wait a minute, James, I totally disagree. I asked God for that, and I think what I asked for was a good thing, but I asked God for that, and he hasn't given me what I wanted. So don't tell me I'm not asking. I'm asking, and he hasn't done his part. He hasn't given me whatever I've asked for. And James says, well, actually, that's not the whole story. He goes on. He says, when you ask, here's your problem. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your, and we're right back around to this again, pleasures. The pleasures that we're constantly chasing after. Now, here's all James was saying by this. The reason you don't get what you ask sometimes when you're asking God for it is because you're asking badly. You're asking badly. What I mean by that is just this. You and I have a tendency to get so fixated on what we want now what we think is best for us. I want my way. I want to do what I want to do. I want to have what I want to have. 
Those are the things that we often ask God for. They may even seem like good things, but it's just, I want this to happen because I want my own way. Now, God often says no to those things. You know why? Not because he's trying to be difficult. Not because he's trying to harm you. God often says no to those things because he sees the big picture. And your loving Heavenly Father is not going to give you what you want now if it's going to cost you what you want most. He's not going to give you what you want if it's going to keep you from experiencing what you really want. See, he's able to look back with perspective and there's no emotion involved with him. He's able to look at it and go, this is what's most valuable. This is what's best for them. So I'm not about to give them that because it's going to cost them that. But we just hear the no. We just feel the tension that comes from not getting our way. And it makes us angry. It makes us frustrated. Sometimes we turn that on God. James says, nope, there is a better alternative. There is another way. This internal tension that we all feel, let's just admit it. This internal desire we all have, I want to get my own way. I want to do what I want to do. James says, there is a way to keep that from self-sabotaging you experiencing what you really want. There's a way for you to keep from being your own worst enemy when it comes to chasing what you say you value and want to be known for. Because you and I really are the ones who cost ourselves that most often. So, here is James' practical advice on how to overcome this so that we stay focused, we don't get distracted, and we get to the end of our lives having experienced what we really want most in life. Here's what he says. He says, you submit yourselves then to God. It's that simple. Just submit yourselves to God. None of us like the word submit. But here's what he's saying. James is going, would you just humble yourself enough to admit that you don't have all the answers, that you don't have it all figured out? Could you humble yourself enough to admit that you actually don't always know what's best for you? That sometimes you're so convinced what you want now is best for you only to later realize, nope, it wasn't. We've all been there, haven't we? This is how we've defined regret during this series. Regret is when I get what I want only to discover later it's not what I wanted. We all have stories. So James' point is, could you humble yourself enough to instead of making all the calls on your life yourself and assuming you always know what's right, would you just submit or surrender and say, God, I don't have all the answers, so I'm going to trust you, and I'm going to follow your lead. I think you actually better know what's best for me than I do. I think the one who designed my life knows best how to lead my life, so I'm going to follow. This is what it looks like to submit. Now, before we move on, let me just also remind us that while we don't like the idea of submitting, we submit every day. Because whatever influences and shapes your life and your decisions, well, that is what you have submitted to. Let's be honest. All of us have things. They're people. They're beliefs. They're things that influence and shape all of our decisions. Well, we are submitting to those influences whenever we do that. So James' point is you're going to submit to something. You're going to live surrendered to something. You're going to live following the guidance of something or someone how about you just make it God, the one who created you and designed you and improved his love for you when he gave his life on a cross? Submit yourself to God. Stop chasing what you think you want now and instead go, okay, God, help me to figure out what I want most 
and then help me to figure out the direction that gets me there and just follow his leading. And along the way, as you do that, James, other piece of advice is this. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now, why would he throw that in? Because the devil is constantly tempting us to choose what we want now over what we want most. What's natural to us instead of what's most valuable to us. Every time you make a choice, though, to pursue what you really want over what you want now, you are resisting the devil. You may have never thought of it that way. But you are resisting the devil and his temptation to sidetrack and distract you. We have all spent plenty of time sidetracked and distracted. But you can't get where you ultimately want to go if you keep doing that. Time is eventually going to run out. The clock is going to hit zero, and you're not going to have won. So you got to learn, as you're following God's guidance and His leadership, not to get distracted by the temptations. And the good news is this. You've got some help along the way. Matter of fact, from James' point of view, the secret to it is simply to do this. He says, come near to God, and He will come near to you. You don't have to do this on your own. The one who created you and designed your life wants to be close to you. He invites you to come near to Him. Why would He say this? Because whoever is closest to you influences you the most. Isn't that true? Whoever's closest to me shapes my life the most. So James says, okay, if you want to experience what you really want, if you want to avoid all the distractions, if you want to keep from being your own worst enemy and letting what you want now, i got to have my way, i got to have my way, keep that from getting in the way. Well, James says what you need to do is you need to get as close as you possibly can to God. Because the closer you are to Him, the more he'll influence you in the right direction. The closer you are to him, the more open you are to him shaping and directing your life. Which raises the question, how in the world do you get close to God? And the answer is actually pretty simple. The same way you get close to anyone else. Time together with shared values brings a relationship closer. Isn't that the way it works? Time together with shared values brings a relationship closer. So James' point is... Why don't you just start being intentional about spending more time with God and lining your values up with His? Lining your purposes and plans up with His. And you can do that in some simple ways. What if you carved out just a few minutes, 10 minutes every day, 15 minutes every day, and you read a chapter out of Scripture? You read a proverb a day. You read a chapter out of one of the Gospels. You read a devotional. And you spent just a little bit of time praying. And the prayers don't have to be fancy. The prayers are simply, okay, God, today, here's what I want to do. You know what I got on my schedule. You know what I got on my plate. But God, today, I just want to stay close to you. Would you help me to stay focused on what I really want, not just what I want now? Help me to move in the direction that's going to take me where I want to go and not just demand my own way in the moment. It can be a prayer that simple, and you know what? God will answer that prayer. What if you did that every day and started every single day with that mindset and that simple prayer? God, I'm submitting to you today. You guide me, and as best I can, I'll follow. When I get it wrong, I'll get back on track. That's pretty easy, but we could all do that, couldn't we? Imagine the difference over 365 days if you did that every single day. For some of you, getting closer to God means you're going to need to be consistent in Attending online, attending in-person services. In other words, you're, you're going to need to be in an environment every week where you're hearing some practical teaching that helps you know how to listen to God, understand what He values, 
and how to take the next right step, the next best step in your life. For some of you, it's going to be taking a step to, I'm going to serve because when I serve regularly, I experience God show up in my life and use me. I'm going to give consistently because when I give consistently, I see God at work in my life teaching me. I'm going to invite because when I invest in other people before myself, I see God use me to help somebody else connect with him and it helps me to grow. There's simple steps you can take. It's what it looks like to come near to God. And here's what I love about this. This is James, the brother of Jesus, giving us his promise. He is certain. He's so confident. If you will take the step to come near to God, God will come near to you. That's phenomenal, isn't it? God will meet you right where you are. So, what do you really want? What do you really want? Here's what I know. If you don't know what you really want, you'll end up with what you don't want. The truth is you get your own way and you'll end up getting in your own way. I don't want that for you. I want you to get to the end of this year, the end of this season of your life, the end of your life. And I want you to have experienced exactly what you really want. Listen, everybody ends up somewhere in life. Very few people end up somewhere on purpose. I want to invite you to be intentional about ending up somewhere on purpose. And here's what you're going to discover. When you end up somewhere on purpose, when you end up where you really want, you will discover your purpose and God's purpose, they actually align. What he wants for you in your life is actually really close to what you most want and what you most value. So do not miss that. Don't miss it. Don't miss it because you're distracted. Don't miss it because you just got to have your own way. Don't miss it because you're just going to do what you want to do. Because eventually, that comes back to haunt you. I don't think I have to convince you of that. So as we wrap up, here's what I want to invite you to do. I want to invite two groups of you to make a decision as we end this conversation. First, for all of us who are followers of Jesus, we still get distracted and off track so easily. So here's what I want to invite you to do. Would you just today, we're not going to worry about tomorrow or the next day. We'll deal with that when it comes. But today, right now, would you be willing to say a very simple prayer? Would you say, God, I'm going to choose to submit to you. I'm going to stop trying to control my life and assume I know what's best. I'm going to submit to you. I'm going to follow your guidance. I'm going to try to figure out what you want me to do, and then I'm going to do it. And I'm going to trust you that what you really want most for me is what I want most for me too. Would you just make that simple decision today? And then live it out as best you can and wake up in the morning and make that same decision again. And if you'll string enough days together of making those decisions, you'll see your life move in a better direction and you will begin to experience what you really want. Now, there are some of you watching this who you believe in God, possibly you value God, but you've never actually surrendered your life to God. You've never entered into a personal relationship with Jesus. You appreciate the fact that God loves you, but he's been standing here offering you this gift saying, I want you to come near to me. If you will just come near to me, I'm offering you forgiveness. I'm offering you the opportunity to be a part of my family forever. Just take the gift. It's why Jesus died and rose again. So pay the penalty for your sins and to free you from the power of sin in your life. To help you be able to pursue 
what you really want and not just what you want now. But you've never actually taken the gift. You've never said, okay, Jesus, I need your forgiveness. I'm going to give you my life. I'm not going to get it right, but as best I know how, I'm going to follow you. And I want to invite you to do that right now. Just tell God that wherever you're watching, wherever you're listening, just say, okay, God, it's not about getting my own way anymore. I'm going to try to live my life your way because I'm convinced it's the best way for me. Now, if you're making that decision, here's what I want you to do. Grab your phone and text the word start new, make it all one word, start new to 94090. And the reason I want you to do that and to let us know you made that decision, you'll get a link back where you can give us your name and email is I simply want to reach out to you and give you a little bit of information about some next steps and some next things you can do to keep growing closer to God, coming nearer to God. We'll help you figure out how to read a little bit of scripture every day. We'll help you figure out what a next step is for you to help you along the way. And for all of you who are watching, if you're going, Matt, I would love to know what God's purpose is for me, and I'd love to know what it looks like to take my next step and follow him instead of just doing what I want to do, but I'm confused. I can't figure it out. Well, that's what we're here for. We would love to help you figure it out. Just reach out to us and let us know. We'd love to have a conversation. And we'll help you figure out how to begin to move in the direction of what you really want. Let me pray for you. Father, we are so grateful that you love us so much. And we're so grateful that your will and purpose for our lives, it really is good, pleasing, and perfect. If we experienced it, it'd be exactly what we wanted. So help us not to fight against it. Help us to trust you enough to submit, to come near to you. And instead of fighting for our own way, to trust that your way really is best for us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, if you'd like more content like this, subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our Journey Calway app to access all of our recent message content. And our app is the easiest way to share this content with a friend. For more information on our church, be sure to visit journeycalway.com. That's journeycalway.com. Thanks for listening. 